0: All right, you guys, welcome back to One Drink In. It's Nilu and Chloe, and today with we are with Allie Rose. We are so excited to chat with her today and introduce you guys to her. A little bit about Allie. She's an influencer, a model, and I have been, <laughs> I have so many questions about OnlyFans, and I finally feel like I have something I can, like, ask them to.
1: Yeah, that's what I said. for having me on here I am so excited that I've been you know listening to all of your other episodes and the fact that I can be on this and give some helpful insight about you know the whole social media world and OF is super fun because I've been in it for a minute and I know I had a bunch of questions when I was starting so to help anybody I'm, I'm here for it I love that Yeah, absolutely.
2: So Allie, we should give some background about who's Allie Rose and how do we know Allie Rose? So as you guys may have listened to our sex in the metaverse, dating in the metaverse with Jessica Stalker, that's how we met and we're connected with Allie. We had a, what was it? Halloween, the first night that we connected? Sushi at her house. Yep. Oh, sushi, sushi Sushi night. night, Yeah. And then now solid core. We're all like solid core. So, but yeah, we've been talking about OnlyFans and, and dating in LA and, you know, there's been a lot of similar alignments and we really want some insight into who is Ally Rose. What do you do? And then we'll dive into that further.
1: Amazing. Well, I moved here about three years ago. I'm from a small town in Florida and I was working with Rockstar Energy in college while I was at Florida State, and I ended up just traveling every weekend, and I was told to come to the East Coast where they were, or to the West Coast where they were based to get more work and pursue modeling, so that's why I came out here a few years ago, but now I'm just monetizing social media, I'm signed with Toyo Tires, going on tour with them, signing posters, going to events, and yeah, it's just been on a roll from there.
0: That's so cool. Where do you feel like or like when do you feel like your social media like really took off or like what helped it grow and like get you to where you are now?
1: When I was in college working with Rockstar, that's when my social media started taking off, you know, traveling all over the United States, including Mexico. I definitely gained a fan base off of that. And definitely when I moved out to L.A. is when it really took off, when I learned to monetize it. How about that?
2: You and you and Nilu just did a project separate thought. Neelu did a separate project with what an alpine star today <sighs> <Girl. Jesus. laughs> And so I know it's oh completely different, but the racing world. So my brother grew up racing. So I understood all these different brands. I've been to all the supercross. Like I totally understand that. That is a different world that I guess I didn't really knew that we collided there. But Neelu just got back and she's like, I had to say these technical terms that I had no clue what was going on. First of all, I'm not good at pronouncing words in general, <laughs> like let
0: alone like five syllable words that I've never seen before. And so I was doing like a teleprompt reading video type thing. And I was just like, you say this word, like every two seconds I looked at them <laughs> like, how do I say this? How do I say
2: this?
0: But it was fine. It was good. It was fun and an experience,
1: okay. but yeah. Luckily for but the travel, trop- like pro- promo modeling, Rockstar and Toyo, it's more just like being the um, image and the brand. I don't really have to speak other than being organically myself. Luckily, but.
2: Wait, Allie, do you ever get a hold of signs? Like when do you ever signs or when you do like, yeah, the promotional modeling, you're doing like all the meet and greets and things like that?
1: Yeah, so mostly we'll be sitting there, you know, signing the posters, talking to fans hanging out, but I have done the signs during Lucas Oil off road. Yes. much fun
2: I remember being younger and being like I want to be one of those girls like all of them are so hot and I'm like imagine the crazy feeling that like the guys have and also the girl has to be like I'm holding the sign or or, I'm holding the flags and I'm saying okay ready
1: set go I don't know fun. you literally feel like you're running the show and you (laughs) are the image you are the brand you're representing on the totem pole with the the totem pole with the athletes is so exhilarating So how is that transitioned here? Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. Into modeling into LA. Mm -hmm. So I know rockstar was based on the West coast at the time before we were bought out by Pepsi. And so I was able to get more gigs and work more events. Um, And you know, in Anaheim, they had a, a lot more Supercross out here. So I was traveling so much from the East coast. It was such a long flight that I knew I could pursue modeling and you know, learn other things than just rockstar by moving out here and networking. So it just seemed the right move for me at the time.
0: Okay. So I have a question. So do you feel like you've always had confidence or do you think that like being with rockstar and like doing all that kind of like helped gain more confidence or what's your secret to like being confident
1: for me personally, I was in sports my whole life. I was a gymnast for 11 years. So I thrive under pressure in competitive settings So it really just correlated into modeling for me. I feel my my best self when I'm in front of the camera or performing. So I think to help others with, you know, their confidence issues, you know, we all get those days or have those times or feeling where you just don't feel the best. And for me, it's getting behind the camera or putting on some makeup or putting on my favorite bikini. So I think that is very empowering to anybody. Once you just look at yourself and see how amazing you are.
0: I love
2: that. Okay. Oh, wait, do you have a question, Chloe? I have, I have a question just because I think like we have, again, we have very similar backgrounds, right? As far as like gymnast, motocross, et cetera, there are a lot of things that are in very much in alignment there. Um, I would say just even for myself moving to LA from where I was at has been challenging to not compare yourself to other people, especially in your world.
1: How have you overcome comparison essentially? Just knowing that there's room for everybody, tearing down someone else won't make yourself better. It doesn't work out in the long run. So, having that support system and those cheerleader friends and you being that cheerleader friend to your peers will benefit everybody and immensely yourself, whether you realize it or not. So, love that. It's a great mindset to have. Okay. Yeah. There's room in every money for everybody. You know, I love that. Jobs, and gigs for everybody. Okay, so
0: last episode I talked to Chloe about, I was like, you know what? I don't understand why every girl doesn't have an OF. Why one, I'm posting any photo for free if I could be making money off of it. So, like, I've thought about it a lot and I want to hear like how you first started getting into it. And if there was like any, cause I feel like the main reason most girls probably wouldn't do it is because of the stigma, which I think is almost like silly at this point. But how did you kind of get into it and what was like, did you get any backlash for it or how did you kind of like break through
1: any of that stigma that comes with it? So I definitely contemplated it for a few years with my brand and my image. It's very, you know, wholesome. I'm with big brands, you know, signed with Pepsi and stuff like that. So it it definitely is more conservative. So OnlyFans was definitely on the back burner for me for a while, but you know, coming from Florida to LA with, you know, how high the bills are, I (laughs) you know, yes, I hear that bag. Yeah. I get the bag, you know, do whatever you need, especially with all the modeling shoots that I do and all the extra content that I have. It's like, why not throw it on there? Why not? But then you have that stigma in the back of your head and it's so frustrating. It's like a, a give and take. And at the end of the day, there are women out there who have a brand that they've created for themselves. That is not pornography. That is not porn. And they've, you know, learned to monetize it and figure it out. It really Small mindset when it comes to, oh, you're on OF, you're a porn star, because I know so many girls who are in the modeling industry, who are in the influencing industry, who are not porn stars. And I know OnlyFans did originate off of dancers and fitness people. It's just a subscription-based site for people to get some insight on whatever that person is doing, whatever that person's brand is, whether it's porn, shuffling, like dancing. I know a lot of shufflers out here who teach classes on OF, it's a great platform just to like express yourself and relate to your fans with whatever industry that you're in. Yeah. So I was able to get past the whole stigma when I realized, Hey, I need to pay my bills out here. Plus save a bunch. And I've got all these amazing fans who have followed me since college who just want to talk and relate. And I don't see that in my Instagram. You know, I don't go and look in my requests as often as I should. Like, so OF has really given me a platform and an outlet to Get close to those people that have followed me for years, those loyal longevity friends who have supported me from the beginning, and really have that one-on-one time, and you know, catch a quick bag and while doing it. So it's been, <laughs> it's been a great ride. Love, love that,
0: and I think it's that. important that you mention that, like, it's not just porn; it can be just like other topics completely but then even like girls who are posting like photos of themselves a lot of the times it's just bikini photos or things that you would see on most girls instagram pages it's nothing that's so so crazy or out there it's maybe like lingerie or what whatever but nothing that's really that crazy but it just for some reason has such a negative yeah and it's like girls are po- most of us have posted this on instagram similar photos or, like, have shown skin to that degree on Instagram. So I feel like people need to get over or it. Or, like, like you've sent a
2: nudie around and you're like, Yes, I've sent nudes for free. That. I have sent them for free. <laughs>
1: so might as well reuse this and get paid for them. And honestly, like, if you really think about it, the girls on social media have not gotten as far as they have gotten if they gave a fuck. Right. So doing OF finally people giving a fuck like no continue not giving a fuck continue being you and I promise like it will all come into fruition like I'm sitting here not a porn star on OF making my bills making my rent I'm like getting convinced right now I'm like okay I'm doing it (gasps) really do have to be careful there is a lot of issues with management teams and all of this stuff and people just trying to use girls to get money and all this and it's been a huge learning process for me and I think you know, my brand and not wanting to fuck it up and making sure it is my image. I really just want to use it as a way to connect those loyal fans and use my extra content to make some money and to show people a little bit of insight of my life, you know, that you don't really see on Instagram. Instagram is very, you know, perfect. And yeah. So, so how much time are you spending working a day? So personally, um, a lot of people like to go on Instagram and social media for, to look at other people's lives. For me, I use that time to post about my life or talk to my fans. And so I would say about, you know, the seven hours that I'm on my phone a a day, a good five of the hours I'm emailing, I'm, I'm posting, I'm interacting. I'm really not never on my phone unless it's for work, work. Yeah. And wait, do you
0: have a management team now that you work with, with OF or like, did you have a bad experience or like how, how was navigating that whole?
1: So I did launch my OF in the beginning of this year and I started with a small management team and it, they did fail me. And it was a big learning process for me, especially when, you know, someone fucks with your money like that. It's just not cool. And when you're, I'm 23 years old, I am living out here you know, chasing my dreams and money doesn't just get handed to you with just exposure. You know, you have to work hard, you have to hustle. And so with, you know, learning about the industry with OF, it was a tough ride. But at the end of the day, I have my support system, my girls who are teaching me and we're all learning. And I finally got a great agency, a great management team, and we're all making money and everybody's happy. And I just, I've been loving chatting with everybody now that I've got more people coming on to it and stuff. So
0: I love that. Yeah. I think one question when we put a little Instagram question box about like, if anyone had questions about it, I think one thing that people often, there's two main questions that I kept saying was how do you deal with people, you know, in real life finding out or what are their reactions to it? And then also, is there a way to kind of promote it? That's not super in your face on Instagram. If someone wants, does want to start their own.
1: Okay, so I do have a link that is being made for me right now. But with my old agencies, like I did have other links that weren't like a link tree and Mm -hmm. social media flags. But I just like to promote it as extra content, BTS. That really is what it is. It's it's, a more personal level. I barely promote it on social media because with your agencies and your management teams, you don't really have to. They are really good at just like getting the audience from OF's platform in general. And just by me collaborating with other women in the industry, it kind of does the job in itself. So I can keep my Instagram, my brand, and you know, for the girls who may be scared of the stigma or the guys who may be scared of it, whatever it is, you don't necessarily have to promote. What's cool about OF is that it's a platform in itself and you can tag and you can communicate with other creators on that platform. So, you know, with Instagram and TikTok taking everything down when it comes to OF because of the stigma, it's honestly just easier to promote with collaborating with other women. So it's not like you really need to. But when I do, it's just a link with all my socials. And I say, if you want to get to know me on a more personal level, you got my OF. So it it really doesn't have to be like, come here to watch me do more.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I've heard people say like Reddit is like
1: a good place in like Twitter. Is that true or is that? No, that is great. Um, No, Twitter is huge. That will definitely help you get more traffic, collaborating with other girls, all of that. What was the second question you had asked in that as well? Oh,
0: people in real life or like friends or family finding out it or seeing that you're doing that and just their reaction or how you kind of navigated those challenges, if there were any.
1: So educating, you know, your family, but you know, the older generation that don't really know much. Educating. I mean, it's harder for everyone to to speak for everybody. I personally have an amazing relationship with my family and my dad helps me sign my contracts. So personally, it's (laughs) whatever I'm okay with on a billboard. That's my motto. Whatever I'm okay with on a billboard is what I will post to the internet or send to a friend. So my parents support me and they help sign my contracts and I'm very transparent when it comes to any industry that I'm in, and they have supported me from the beginning. So I think just being honest and knowing your parents and knowing, you know, how they'd react is definitely how you can navigate it. It was just a lot easier for me because I know what I'm doing isn't wrong and I'm supported. So I I couldn't be more grateful.
2: I love that. I think that's something that definitely Milu and I struggle with, even like social media, bikini post, mm-hmm. podcasts, et cetera, is you do get a little bit of that older generation judgment that they just doesn't really understand social media and the monetization that can come from social media, from OnlyFans, et cetera. Like, how did you even open up that conversation? You're educating them, but how, how long was that conversation until they were like, I'm on board? Or was it just more immediate because you have that strong relationship?
1: Definitely more immediate because I had that strong relationship, but my best advice to anybody, because I still will get backlash, whether it's from the dating or the dating friends from back, whatever it is, someone who doesn't really know you for you can definitely just, you know, pick it apart right away and just be like, you're disgusting or you're a porn star, but that's just somebody who's a hater. You know, I just don't know how else to put it because I know my heart and my family supports me and whatever I do, like if a man has anything to say about it or a friend or a person, you know, they're they're wrong because they don't know me for who I am then. They don't value me as a human. So I mean, even if you are doing porn and that's something you want to do, you have to stick up for yourself and stand up for yourself. Because like I said earlier, at the end of the day, I would not have gotten as far as I've got if I gave a fuck. <laughs> Yeah. I love that. I admire that.
0: Okay. And we can always cut this part out if you want, but I'm just kind of curious and you don't have to say how much you make, but I want to know like how much girls typically make, I guess, like starting off, like what the average is. And it can be like a a range. Like, is it like monthly? If someone's who's like doing pretty well on there, but not crazy, huge, like influencer who's has like a million followers. What is that money kind of like look like, like how much are girls really
1: making? I've always been super transparent with money. You don't have to cut this out at all. Like, okay. I, I'm like, if you want us to get yeah, anything, we want to be respectful, but yeah, like, yeah. we're also very curious as to what no, that looks like. You, you know, I've, I've been in like the OF industry for such a short period, but I've known of it and have been contemplating it for years. I'm very educated on it. And I have a lot of girlfriends in the industry. So, you know, for me personally, I'm not in the top 1% just because I'm not doing a lot of more scandalous stuff, you know, that will sex sells. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like I said, OF is my money vehicle to actually get me to where I want to be because I am not just an OF girl, which is totally okay. I just, you know, started modeling through Rockstar and through Toyo and through other agencies. So I don't make as much and that's okay, but it definitely is in the bill range. Like it supports me to pay my bills so I can save up and use my other modeling gigs to, you know, do whatever I, else I want with it. So mm-hmm. the average, I would say for a girl with no social media, pays your bills, you know, I'd say two to five grand. And Is that like with a management team, would you say? So or no? I, I would say with a management team, yes. With someone with no following. And then with a the management team, you can get up to 5K. And then mostly it's like a minimum of 10K when you've got a management team who knows what they're doing and you have a following. Damn, okay. It's
0: and awesome. do you think you, in order to get management, you have to be of like an influencer already, or do you think people with like a smaller following can also kind of get into manage or have a
1: management manager? I think small followings can have management teams. It's just about finding the right one. And that's the difficult part. And that's yeah. why I want to place for, you know, to help other women get the right. Cause there are just, you know, schemers out here, just wanting to get girls with following thinking that they're just going to make money right away when really they have no idea what the fuck they're doing. And yeah. Cause that's what happened to me. They are like, oh, we want to use you. They bamboozled me and then didn't make me shit. And I could have made more money on my own without them taking a percentage. Of so yeah. Learning how to like, you know, properly be a businesswoman and negotiate percentages and all of that and finding the right team is so important because you could have a following like me and then do a lot better on your own or, you know, have a no following and have a great management team and make more money, you know? Yeah.
2: How did you find this management team? Was that through a referral?
1: Yes. So my girlfriends out here are with the team called Sirens and uh, a lot of the agencies don't have names. And I think that would be a red flag to look out for. The agency that I worked with prior didn't have a name because they were newer, but, you know, totally had the same spiel as the legitimate agency. So it was really interesting to go through and learn.
2: Okay. Well, Chloe, do you have any
1: more OF questions?
2: Yeah, I, do. I know. I'm like, I have a million, baby. but I could talk okay. about it forever. This doesn't have to be you, but what is the most insane
1: request that anyone that you know has received? You know what? I think it's so basic. There's no, like, I wish I could give you some crazy, funny story, like of like peanut butter on socks or some shit. Like I <laughs> could like think of some, like some man's wildest dreams. I can't right. think it's really so basic. It's like stupid shit. Like girls will literally hand out feet pics for like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. It's like just random shit. Men are hilarious.
0: (laughs) Okay. This is what like I've thought about of for a while now, and this is what my whole like theory on it is for someone who doesn't want to be like posting like crazy stuff all the time. I feel like this could work and let me know what you think of this. If you, you know, just keep the main profile, like pretty chill bikini, whatever. And then like, let people just like request and message you the weird shit and like, keep that private and just have your photos, like be normal. If you're not someone who's trying to make crazy amounts, which is some extra side cash.
2: And then this is how I would promote it. Because if I go on TikTok, this live, is only fans, this is what Neelu's only fans is going to look like. I love yeah. this. Okay. Yes, oh. Probably. Okay. TikTok
0: Live. I've noticed if you go late night oh, on yeah. TikTok Live, that's where all like, these guys. But there's a lot of them. Like the numbers will go crazy high for live, and I don't have a crazy following on TikTok or anything. But I'm like, all right, I feel like I could like get these guys and funnel them over to OnlyFans and send whatever <laughs> messages they want in there, and then I can just filter through, and I would never have to post that on my Instagram. Nilo, you should be an
1: OF manager. I know. Just, I
0: think <laughs> I should maybe should just be a
1: manager.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Allie, if you or any of your friends need a new manager, let me know. <laughs> Nilo's like, but like when we even go on like one drink in live, they're like, give her a wedgie, give her a wedgie, and I was like, love we make the a one drink in, love like where it's both of us, and it's like, okay, I'm giving Nilo a wedgie in this one. No, we would never. But maybe. I
0: think people just need to I'm, normalize OnlyFans and like say. A little- And not be afraid to do it just because of the stigma, because you're missing out on money.
1: Yeah. That have the same brand as you, whether more women-based or you're with fashion companies, you don't have to promote it on Instagram where your brand is more wholesome. You know, you can still post wholesome stuff on OF and make a quick bag, but you know, with the stigma, if you're too worried about that, that's still fine. You don't have to promote it. You can still go on it. You can still you make most of your money in the message requests mm-hmm. and so it's really about what you want to do and like if you're a comedian like maybe people just want more funny shit you know yeah. like it's weird nasty shit like I don't get weird requests I get a lot of just no. like requests like they'll literally pay me just to like have one-on-one conversations Conversation. a real human yeah
0: yeah and like I even think about our podcast we talk about dating we talk about sex mm-hmm. we talk about things so openly on here so it's like how is this
2: any different or like better or worse than doing people are jealous of how
1: big money it's wild. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, we also talked about like, what if we were to extend the story? It's like when we give story time or we are, you know, telling about an experience, like we don't really get, we give them the full story, but they don't have the visuals that really understand what that or like like details. what it could get us in trouble. Yeah. Or like the names, right? Like, who those people are what if we had an only fans just for that and then the people who are invested could understand the full story but that was kind of a fun thought okay I want to know dating be like what it's like do you get do you get pushback do you get support what is it like with dating and have you ever had like one of your dates like request and subscribe to you and then
1: start to like pay I mean, that I freaking know of that has not happened, (laughs) but honestly, at the end of the day, like that, I'm okay with whatever I post to social media and OF. So if anyone were to log on, whether it was a man, like I would not be embarrassed or weirded out because I know what I post on there and I'm hundred percent okay with it. And my dad helped sign me my contract. That's why when it comes to dating, it frustrates me when someone doesn't value me or see me for who I am and they expect you know, right off the bat, it's the stigma thing. I'm just like, you're lost. Until there's a freaking rock on it, until you're paying my bills, you can't tell me what the fuck to do. And like, these girls would not have gotten as far as they've gotten, just like me, if I gave a fuck. And the people who value you and love you for who you are, your friends and your family who support you, like, why the fuck would I give a fuck about a random man who doesn't value me as a human or know me or care to get to know me? and just, oh, delete that, and doesn't want to pay my bills, I'm confused.
0: (laughs) And also, it's like, if you're driving your, like, dream car, you're in your dream apartment, or you have the life that you want to live, you can travel, whatever, you are not going to care about those people. It's like, Mm -mm. in the beginning, it's going to be hard, and it's It's a little bit scary, but I think once you, like, are committed to it, and you really build your shit up, it's like, you don't care.
1: And I know for me, like, my modeling's in real life, well like I know my path and my life purpose and what I want out of life and where I'm going and the jobs I do every day in real life and you know I was just on a billboard for a skincare company like I'm making that's awesome it was was really exciting I just know it from the bottom of my heart that I'm doing Right. And if a little OF is scaring off a man, then he's probably not it for you anyway. Yeah. like, it's, yeah. So yeah.
0: what, so besides OF, obviously I know you do modeling, but what are your like long-term goals? So
1: I definitely have a few idols. I would say Emily radzikowski and Alexis Ren, how they've just used their platform to use their voice about their life experiences and, you know, to create a wellness community or a book, just to use your voice in your platform. Mm-hmm. And like, to me, success is meaningless if there's no point to it. Mm-hmm. So- in order for me to be fulfilled, I want to use my platform for the better, whether it's to help pave the way for young women in the hospitality and modeling industry. So the fact that Alexis Wren created a wellness community is incredible. And she's gone to Tahiti and created a video to plant coral and bring awareness about the environment. Like that's the shit I want to do. And if people think that's fairy tale land, then you can go fuck yourself because there's people out there who do it. And I'm doing it myself now, whether the money's in it now, it's going to be there and I just don't see why you have to like oppress your happiness for other people you no, I, I agree. think agree for sure love that. yeah I think just create a book and using my platform for the better is really what I see in the near future I mean I think I've been doing that for quite a bit but just continuing to grow
0: and I mean you're only yeah. 23 you said right Yes, correct. like I feel like you're like you you're just way, yeah. getting started. You have so much time to achieve all of those things. So
2: and you've accomplished so much so far. Already, so I yeah. think even the fact that you can see what those long-term goals look like, and you have someone that's you're like great, I can follow in their footsteps and and be
1: to their status. I think that's huge. Write it down. Yeah. Write it down. My journal. Every look it back. I don't want to like just put a label to whatever I want to be. You know, I get asked this question quite a, quite a lot. So. I, uh, you know, people can say lawyer, doctor, whatever it is, but that's why I didn't, you know, get my bachelor's degree at Florida. State. I got my associate, so I knew I didn't have to go into debt for a degree that I didn't wasn't passionate about or loved. I right. hop and eat ramen and be happy. <laughs> really, what I love, then stuck in school, miserable. And I'm not saying it's not for everybody. It just if you're on a different path, like in the creative industry, like me, it just makes more sense to you know, continue using your platform and monetizing that and not putting a label on it because it really can go into 20 million different directions. There's so much to do in the world is your oyster. Why put one label on it when I don't even know what I'm eating for breakfast tomorrow?
2: <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I think this has been like so insightful into the OF, into the modeling industry. Obviously would love to understand like Ali, you're single, right? Like do we have a yeah. type? Like we know there are gonna be people people reaching out being like, okay, well can you connect me to Allie? Like so we want to know, what is your type a little bit, if we're talking dating?
1: Hey, I just want a man who values me as a human and sees me for me and actually wants to get to know me. This whole LA love bombing and then being inconsistent <sighs> bullshit is beyond yeah, no. who raised you, okay? Okay, so it's a but, common theme out here. I'm glad yep, it's not just definitely me. Definitely. Like, got, got it. it. Yep. hmm Yeah. And thing. the girl- no, I just really want to reiterate to all my women and all my girlfriends is that like you know your worth you know who you are and as soon as they're inconsistent bye Felicia like that's what <laughs> they- <Ciao. laughs> Yeah, it's like no we're not in high school anymore you're not going to keep me because I know who I am and I know my worth and I'm a- going to be a great wife one day and all my girlfriends know that about themselves and it really helps weed those those men out who mm-hmm. are insecure weed out the weak ones yeah that's what we say
0: Amazing. Well, I guess. guess Okay. So how you've been in LA for three years, you said, or how long?
1: Yeah, I've been here for three years. I moved when I was 20.
0: Okay. So as far as dating goes, because me and Chloe are like, we're about to be at our one year mark in LA, but not fully Mm -hmm. there yet. So what are your tips for dating out here? If you have any recommendations or people types of guys to avoid like red flags, what else can you help us with here?
1: (laughs) No, with the social media, World, I think that definitely is a lot more tough when it comes to the guys wanting to go out a lot more and just not be a family man or have their shit together. I think just ha- finding the guy with the same values as you and what you want is extremely important. Don't be, um, you know, bamboozled by the money and the flashy things. Like money shouldn't phase you, and finding someone who adds up with your personality and your values is really important, kind of straying away from social media will definitely help. And noticing the red flags like of love bombing and inconsistency and insecurities in these men. I have picked it up, you know, my after my first year and now I just cut it off immediately. I'm not gonna babysit, I'm not gonna teach them anymore. Like you're a grown ass man, you should know how to treat a woman. So I think knowing the red flags and staying away from social media is definitely, where you can find a good man, a nice guy. A nice guy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you give them your social media? So this is a, a com- like Nilu and I always say when we're going out, like, do you give them or do you give media. them, do you give them just their number?
1: I will give numbers, whatever they ask me. I really don't mind because like I said, at the end of the day, if you don't want to get to know me and value me as a woman, like you just want to be surface level and be insecure and see that social media shit. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I just... I'm too logical and don't have time for that shit. Like I will give you my stuff. And if you want to see me for me, great. If not, bye. But I think any sit here and say that social media does not truly represent who you are as a person. So if anybody is judging you based off of your social media, whether you are a big influencer or not, it's just not right. I think somebody should get to know you and value you at a deeper level, but that just goes to show how deep level, you know, how they think if they're just like sitting here basing you off of what you post?
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, and then my other question for you was: so you said like you cut it off when you notice like a guy is inconsistent. Are you like you cut it off right away? Like, do you ghost them or do you like have a, any conversation? Or are you just like done talking to them?
1: Like, I I really don't want the world to turn me cold, so I try and stay true to myself, which is just super vulnerable. And I definitely give a lot more chances than I should. Yeah, I'm um, kind of the same way. <laughs> yeah can be told something your whole life but until you go through it or do it like you just won't understand and I think now that I've been burned too many times and I definitely am more on the spectrum of not giving a fuck and ghosting but I still give the benefit of the doubt and definitely um stick to my vulnerability and try because then at the end of the day if I know I did what I needed to do and that makes me feel good that's all that matters
0: yeah yeah I I think that's the one hard thing about like, if you do really, really like a guy and then maybe they start to act like inconsistent or they start to, you know, fuck things up. I think that's what makes it like hurtful or hard. It's because you were hoping that they were going to be better. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're rooting for them and it's like, fuck, you messed this up. And I really wanted it to work. And it's like, you tried and knowing when to walk away from that situation Like
2: and not being like, oh, yeah, why, why are you running away? You know, it's like better to walk away at the end of the day.
1: Agreed. Silence really does really does speak louder than words. I think that it's kind of sad because I think it's just the way men are raised with communication. Not all of them are told to be vulnerable and mm-hmm. be okay with emotions. So it can kind of really stem from a deeper trauma. And that like really makes me sad and wants, makes me want to raise my son at a higher emotional level because yeah. I don't all men are bad. I have a great father. I have a great Freaking man to look up to, so I know there are good men out there who don't want to just be inconsistent and they want to be consistent, but it, maybe it's hard because of their communication skills and they weren't, you know, taught to yeah. use their and be vulnerable. So that's why I give the benefit of the doubt and that second chance to be like, hey, this is what you're doing and this is how it makes me feel. And if they don't get it after the first couple times, you know, it's just like I said, we're not here to teach them, and you can only do so much. So you do whatever makes. You happy and the right one will don't replace sugar for salt. You know? I'm like,
2: <laughs> Hell oh, yeah.
0: I love that. Good. Well, okay, we're about to run out of time. So thank you so much. Thank you Allie. so much, Allie. Where
1: can everyone find you? Pimp yourself out. You can find me on Instagram at Allie Rose with three Ys, A-L-L-Y, Y-Y-R-O-S-E. It'll be in the link down below. But also you can find all my other socials on my link on Instagram as well. So thank you so Perfect. much for it. Thank you so
2: much. This has been amazing. We will drop all of Allie's um, Instagram handle and everything in the show notes. Thanks for chatting. Okay, bye.
1: Yeah, that's what I said.